talking about chicken a la king. Mango and garbanzo tabbouleh. potatoes and vegetables with roasted garlic and basil. Zucchini ziti. Granola fruit bar. Look at all this beautiful food. Welcome to Green Eggs and Dan, where I interview amazing people with amazing minds, but all I care about is what is in their fridge. My guest today, this has been a couple of years in the making. We finally made it happen. <laughs> he's an amazing actor and comedian. Uh, he's acted in uh, the TV shows All of Us and Everybody Hates Chris, as well as the film Think Like a Man. He's objectively the funniest stand-up comedian to see live. Objectively. Please, objectively. welcome. Tony Rock, everybody. Thanks for having me, man. And this, this is this. I would say this is about six months in the making. Six months, maybe eight months in the making. Yeah, we there was a little uh, hotmail Gmail snafu. I think we had the wrong <laughs> email address, and I kept thinking you were getting the emails, but you weren't. And then I'd see you in person, and 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 we wouldn't talk about it. And I was like, he doesn't want to do my podcast. <laughs> um, it was a whole thing. I started I started talking shit about you to everyone. And then I was like, we, oh, no, we I just, got it. We I, got it fixed in the new year, going into the new year, fixing everything. <laughs> OK, so I just want to get right into this because this is this is one of the most chaotic fridges I've ever seen <laughs> on the show. You guys can see Tony's fridge on my Instagram at stand up Dan. OK, Tony, this is I, I feel like you need three more fridges to fit all this stuff in well, comfortably. I, I have a two and a half year old, so it's a lot of what he eats and his tastes change every day. I only care. I'll be totally honest with you. I only care that there's always orange juice in the fridge. You see that? That's why there's two cartons of orange juice there, because I only care that there's always fresh orange juice when I open the fridge. Is that your thing? That's my thing. I can't start my morning without a cup of fresh orange juice. So that's the fresh stuff. It's not the not the from concentrated. No, no, that's that's Whole Foods fifteen dollar orange juice, and the I, ingredients look. The ingredients say orange juice. Yeah, the price of fresh squeezed juices has no cap. I think it's just it's and it has nothing to do with inflation. It just will go up five bucks every year, no matter what the economy. Like that would be the best investment is investing in fresh squeezed juice, juices. Fifteen yeah. bucks. Yeah. And that's, that's okay. what you tell yourself. You tell yourself every time, like, hey, man, it's, it's fresh juice. It's fresh. Yeah. <laughs> it's good for me. My health is important. It's worth it. Or I do the whole, like, well, okay, $15, that's 50 cents a day per month. So what's 50 cents a day per month? It's nothing. <laughs> that's um, what, I'll do that when it goes up to 20. I'll do that. Yeah. <laughs> this is wild. So, okay, this is an excuse that a lot of people make. Oh, I have a two-year-old. Is it a fucking two-year-old lion? Like, why Why do little... The two-year-olds weigh 20 pounds. Why do they need so much more food? Well, look, I said, I said it's a two-year-old, but I clearly see a bottle of, like, liquor on the bottom shelf in the door. Yes. Uh, that's what two, is... That, that's, that's two bottles of liquor and whipped cream, so I don't know what this kid's <laughs> doing when I'm not home, but... <laughs> yeah, this is... Uh, what kind of liquor is that? The black bottle is Ciroc. I know that's uh, that's the uh, black raspberry Ciroc. Next to that is a lemon. I think it's a lemon vodka that a company get, sent me. They, you know, a lot of companies want me to, you know, promote their stuff, and they up and coming, you know, companies, yeah. and they'll say, "Hey, we'll send you a, car, a a case of this if you could just promote it." And I test it out every once in a while, and that one kind of stuck around. See in the door two shelves over that is the mainstay in a black household, a big bottle of hot sauce. You, you go with the Frank's Red Hot. Gotta go with the Frank's Red Hot, man. Is that a, I'm gonna sound so 
annoyingly white right now. But is that like, is there a typical black hot sauce? Is there the hot sauce that that most black people gravitate towards, or no? It's just whatever. You know what? Whatever I'm, I'm, I'm not a hot sauce guy. I'm not a spicy food guy. But I know that black people that have dined at my house are always, hey, where's the hot sauce? So that's what I just bought, and they seem to use it. So I don't know. I don't know what the typical black sauce is, hot sauce. <laughs> But but uh, I will I will find out and get back to you. Well, Frank's Red Hot is is the typical buffalo wing hot sauce. That is like every classic buffalo wing recipe needs Frank's Red Hot. And they have the um, funnier commercials, so I go with Frank's Red Hot because they do have funny commercials. commercials. Way more catchy. You know, I've been going through an interesting dilemma, which is my my food clout has gotten pretty big in the last couple of years, and so I'm getting sent a bunch of shit too. And I'd say seventy percent of it I don't want to like promote, but I feel bad. So what's the, what's the best thing you've been sent? The best thing. Okay. The two best things I've been sent are a Traeger grill, which is like a $2,500 smoker. Oh, wow. And, um, a Breville espresso machine, which is like a $2,500 espresso. Oh, wow. Okay. Well, since I'm doing this episode, if anybody wants to send me an air fryer, I will gladly accept it. Oh, is that what you're in the market for? I need an air fryer. My friend, uh, one of my good friends in, uh, in Dallas has a page where it's like, I think it's called the air fryer King and he cooks everything yeah. in the air fryer. And I, I was a guest on his podcast and I did it in studio. Everything he cooked was unbelievable. He couldn't get you an air fryer. He's got an air fryer podcast. Hey man, <laughs> it's who, you know, Dan, it's who, you know, um, I can probably get you an air fryer, uh, from Breville, which they make the best ones. Um, Breville thanking you in advance. Yeah. Uh, well, I, can't, I haven't made it happen yet. I'm, I, I make a lot of promises in this podcast that I cannot keep once we stop recording. So <laughs> it, just make, it just makes me look good. Um, is there no, is, is the light out in the fridge or is there just so much stuff in here that is devoid of light? Like, no, I think I, think I pushed the stuff in the, to the back until it hit that little switch and turned the light off. Oh my God. You need, a, you need another fridge, man. And this is a huge fridge too. What if you it's have another kid? What are you going to do? Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll too frigid it if we have another baby. And then in the and freezer also. also. Uh, look, freezer. Yeah, uh, I, I open both doors for you. I, I, I really, when I let you into, when I say MTV, welcome to my fridge, I really let you in. Uh, yes. The margarita pizza, Whole Foods, delicious. Is it really? Delicious, my brother. It's a thin crust margarita pizza. Interesting. Yeah. I try to get the um, most like a New York slice that I could find in California and I can't find a frozen, anything close to a frozen, anything close to a New York slice in the frozen food department. But that margarita yeah. slice is pretty damn close. You know, what's crazy is we are living in the heyday of pizza in L.A. right now. There's a lot of I'd say the the pizza is starting to rival the pizzas in New York. If you know where to go. Abs well, I, I must not know where to go because I disagree with that wholeheartedly. Okay, where, wait, what, what neighborhood are you in? Silver Lake. The best pizza in, that I've had in California is tomato pie. Okay, okay. There's a place now downtown, pretty close to you, uh, called Pizzeria Bianco. And this guy is a New York guy, went to Arizona, opened a pizza place there, became the number one pizza place in America. It's Neapolitan style, though, so it's like not like a New York slice. You know, it's right, like right. a little softer and whatever. He opened a place downtown, and during the day, he does New York slices, and at night, he does the Neapolitan stuff. These slices of pizza are the best slices of pizza I've had. I'm going to say in, a, in the last five years, New York and L.A. combined. 
It is wild. The and it's only during the day they do the New York slices, and it is. I, I've never I've never had anything like it. Okay. Another one, another suggestion. I'll get. There's another one called Apollonia's. Have you heard of Apollonia's? No. It's in mid city though. It's a little far from you, and you have to like go there and pay cash, and you 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 know they won't do Postmates. Um, you got to pick it up. And they're they're in New York. That pizza. sounds very New Yorkish. That sounds that sounds more like New York pizza. Everything's cash. Yeah, cash only. The hours are weird. It's like open from one fifty to you know two forty five. It's like all right. That sounds very New York. <laughs> but their slices are unbelievable. I'll, I'll okay. So so far, I'm hooking up with an air fryer and pizza. I might go to pizza today. I might do that today. I'm telling you, actually, today it's a rainy day in LA. There's probably going to be no line, too. It'll probably be perfect. All right, you're a Ben and Jerry's guy. The chocolate chip cookie dough, classic. Yeah, and the uh, strawberry shortcake. I believe that's what's next to it. Delicious. That's that one. Yeah, you know what? delicious. I like, I like the classic flavors. Uh, I feel like ice cream has been too hipsterified. It's, we've, we've come to a, a level that it's, it's kind of become too, like, like, how about a green, green tea with cardamom ice cream? I'm like, I don't know. <laughs> Let's just what happened chocolate Ben and Jerry's can go over the cliff sometimes. They'll put like yes. a little too much. Yeah, yeah. But um I like the classics. Uh you got a lot of the the frozen french fries to me are a lot of times way better than any french fry you can make in your own home. I'm a uh, fan the baby, of the frozen fries. The baby loves them. The baby loves them. Some some nights I say what do you want to eat for dinner and he'll say french fries and I'm like I have to have french fries ready to go on deck because I have to leave I have to leave and go get fries the moments pass and I get back and he's like, never mind, chicken nuggets. And I'm like, oh, damn it. So French fries ready to go at the drop of a hat. Are you doing a lot of the cooking in the household? I am not. But whatever no. the kiddo needs, I'll make sure it's, it's stocked. Yeah. I mean, I've never seen anything like this. And I have hey, had a lot of vegetables people. right there. Look at that. Right. Still in the plastic. This. Yeah. Yeah. That's kale. If I'm not mistaken, that's kale. It's, and you put it front and center in the fridge. It's not even in the crisper. It's up here in the front and center like you're trying to prove something to the listeners here. <laughs> did you, did you, but the, uh, your crisper is full of, I see some carrots, I see some celery. This hey, is a, man, look at that. Look at that. This, this is a very well-balanced fridge. I don't see a lot of junk food whatsoever. I mean. The ice cream is, you know, ice cream is junk food. I and mean, the, and but I, you're like, that's, that's, that's this is just so you know, that's coconut milk. That's not how we don't do a lot of dairy. So that's coconut milk. I mean, I'm very pro regular dairy. I, I, I've started to drink oat milk and I'm like, I, I always go back. I go back to 100 percent straight from the, the udders. That's the way I like it. I know it's not popular, but um, all right, man, you be you. And, you and if you, you look in the door, see that blue can in the door next to the uh, baking soda. See, we, we, we have a balance. See, everything is in, everything in moderation, including moderation. We have coconut milk, fresh juice, and that right there is a CBD bear. Oh, interesting. Are you, uh, a, are you a big uh, weed CBD guy? Not really, but when I do the shows and, you know, you know, have you done the shows in L.A.? A lot of shows in L.A. have uh, sponsors down. Yes. And the sponsors a lot of times are the weed guys because they have so much overflow of cash. They're like, hey, let's sponsor a comedy show. And they give me tons and tons of stuff and i'll keep a little bit of stuff take a sip and go to bed or eat a eat a cookie and go to sleep but the other stuff i give away i do like like i, I try to do a pretty dry dry ish january like i don't drink as much and i think the cbd at night is like a nice little uh nice little uh, way to go to bed 
Yeah, I do a cookie. Like, and I'm not a weed guy at all. So I'll take a bite of a cookie, like a little nip of it, and just go to sleep. Yeah. Um, I, uh, my weed days are over. Although I do have an emergency, I have emergency weed in my garage because if you're hungover and you are like nauseous, smoke a little bit of weed and, and you'll be, you'll be set. I mean, I don't okay, drink that so much anymore either, but your weed days are over until your alcohol days take over that day. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> exactly. I don't know. I, 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 I haven't had like, a day oh, like that. Weed's like, oh, now you need me. Okay. <laughs> yeah. It's literally like in the garage next to my tools. Like it's not featured prominently anywhere. Uh, do you like the sauce? Are you a, are you a drinker? I, I, I have a beverage. I, I used to drink a lot, but uh, I, I have a beverage every now and then. I have, a, I have an adult beverage every once in a while. Yeah. What's your adult beverage of choice? And don't, be pro- don't, be pro- don't be guy. promoting. Don't be promoting. I'm a tequila some- guy. <laughs> You're a tequila guy. Yeah. You like, uh, do you have a brand that you uh, gravitate towards? Not really. Uh, Casamigos was really good when it first came out and then it sold, they sold the company. And when yeah. they, this is why I, I did the research when they sold the company, the, the guys that bought it, they started putting all the additives and preservatives in it. So it's not the same now. Oh, wow. Okay. So you're like a deep cut tequila guy. Like you do your research. Yeah. There was, it was, it was really a, not a lot of stuff in it originally, but now it's a lot of, yeah. Yeah, I, you know, the, they, they, most, they cut it. They cut the tequila. <laughs> they put, they <laughs> cut it with whatever tequila fentanyl is. <laughs> <laughs> it's not raw. It's not pure tequila now. They cut it. No. <laughs> um, there is a one of my friends is a big tequila guy, and he was showing me this website that's like uh, an additive free tequila website. And basically, most of the big brands of tequila have additives in them. A yeah. lot of them. Like all yeah. the ones that we see, like Classe Azul, all the expensive ones. Yep. They're usually pretty full of additives. And then, like, the ones that you would never think of, like, I think El Tesoro, Los Ochos, like, these are all, like, I, I forget the name of, there was another one that was, like, very additive-free. But, um, yeah, they were, like, tequilas I've never fucking heard of are, like, the Yeah, there was one, I, there was one I, I might have saw that same uh, website that your friend was talking about, but uh, I saw one that is, uh, I remember it because it was owned by women, the two women that owned the company, mm-hmm. and it's, it's, 100% additive free. Yeah. And it's a nice looking bottle. I just haven't been able to find it, but uh, I'll, I'll pull up that site again and, and see where it is. Put it on the list. Now I'm going to find you a bottle of tequila, <laughs> <and> pizza, <laughs> and air fryer. Hey, this is turning uh, into a good day, man. Start off with some pizza, <laughs> some tequila. <laughs> Seriously. Uh, is there anything that, uh, that, that I'm missing here that you want to go through before we, we move on? You got some chocolate over here. On top of the little bottles from the airline that you steal, yeah, the, the stolen, the stolen airline liquor. <laughs> yeah, the, I see uh, the Bacardi. Hey, go see the next to the next to the kale, the little white box that has a bow on it. Yes. If you buy, if you spend a certain amount of money at Cartier, they give you a box of chocolate truffles with you when they're when they're like wrapping up your your gift. They give you wow. that box. So I spent wow. uh, a ridiculous amount of money at Cartier for Christmas. And they yeah. gave me a box of chocolate truffles. Get out of here. Have you, is this the first time getting the box? Have you eaten them before? No, that's not my gift. I gave it, it's for, it's for, uh, it's, it's for wifey. So she got the, the gift and the chocolates. Oh, wow. Okay. I, I'm so curious what kind of truffles they use. I wonder yeah, if they're toys. This is very, no, this is exciting. This is, this is what we, this is, this is the stuff that uh, gets me out of bed. We're, we're getting some exclusive Content Look at that. Right Look at that. I'm glad I pointed that out. 
Wow, that's pretty cool. Um, yeah, I need. I will give you. I'm gonna give you all these <laughs> air fryers and whatnot. I want one <laughs> Cartier truffle. See what that tastes like. And then uh, that's. And then this is applesauce over here looks like. Yes. Yes, that's for the kid. I'm assuming. Of course. Of course. Not too many. And all right, so you seem like a 50-50 Trader Joe's. Uh, I'd say 70% uh, Whole Foods. Yes, yeah, it, it, it just depends on uh, which one I'm closer to. Like uh, Whole Foods, when I go out my gate, Whole Foods is to my left and Trader Joe's is to my right. If it's a little more traffic going one way, I go the other way. Look at Tony flexing that he has a gate, everyone. <laughs> when, I, when I exit my gate. Um, this is I something think, here. I that you... think, when I say goodbye, I say have a good day to security <laughs> as I drive past them and then I go to Trader Joe's right. or Whole Foods. Right, right, right. You leave the gate. And you tell your driver which way to go, left or right. Exactly. <laughs> you this I, I'm this was kind of one of my new obsessions here that you have, which is the green the juice? Trader Joe's. No, this is the Trader Joe's Green Goddess. It's a it's a salad dressing. Oh, I didn't buy that. I love that I'm telling you what's in your fridge. Uh, it's yeah. a salad dressing. <laughs> it's a very no, good next, salad. The, the dressing. next shelf has a green juice. I think there's a. Oh uh, no, that's a that's a coconut smoothie right there. Yeah, that's. Over the, baby here. Loves, the baby loves the coconut smoothies. Man, everything is the baby, the baby, the baby. What about you? What about your needs, man? Hey, man, that orange juice. That orange juice and that margarita pizza. I'm good. <laughs> You're a simple man. So when you, what is your, what is yeah, your I, relationship? I get a lot of the improv. <laughs> yeah, I was going to say, like, what, as a, as a, is food like a big part of, your life, like restaurants and stuff like that, or no? Are Because there's some comics that are like such serious comics that they're like, nope, food doesn't mean shit. I just have to get to the show, do my stuff, come home, go to bed. Are you... No. I, 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 I like to consider myself a foodie, but I'm a foodie with just the basics, if that makes sense. I'm not a big, oh, they have this sprinkle of rosemary, parsley, not all that stuff. I'm just, you know, hey man, they make a mean burger over here and the chicken... Wings over here are amazing, and the barbecue in this city is unbelievable. So, I like to eat. I like a good meal. I I, I will not waste my time on a good meal, on on a bad meal. I will not. I won't do it. So, like you food, it, it means it means that much to me that I don't want to ever eat anything that's like this is horrible, and I'm just gonna just force my way through it because I paid for it. No, 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 no. Wow, I like that. Are you good at returning stuff at a restaurant? Is that a uh, muscle? That I don't. Reflects? I don't. I don't return food. Because of the fear, yes, the fear they're going to spit in it or something like that. Or so what I do is I will order something else, and I will take that to go, and I will give it to a homeless person on the street. So the subpar food goes to the homeless person. Well, the stuff, the stuff I didn't like, they might like it. So I'm not saying like this. you made it the sound horrible. You made it sound horrible. But if it's the homeless like, person hey, takes a he this, takes a bite, and he's like, "You're right. This is a little too al dente." <laughs> If I don't like it, I don't want to send it back. So I'll order something else and, and give that one away. I feel like the spitting in the food thing is an irrational fear. But yeah, I it do. Is. Here's the thing, though. If the food was prepared incorrectly, I have no problem returning it. If the food is just prepared the way it's supposed to be prepared and I just didn't like it, then I'll kind of do what you do. Or, but I'll, but the I'll do it in a way. The preparer, so they might just be upset with you making them work more. You know what I mean? Here's what I would say. Here's, here's what my move has been when I'm in that position. I say to the server, listen, I'm not feeling this dish. Uh, everything was done perfectly, so I am going to pay for it. It's fine. But um, can I get something else instead? And nine times out of ten, they take it off the bill anyway. Yeah, yeah, that, that's happened. 
That is a flex. But when you you came up in New York, were you? Here's the thing. It's like I feel like when we when when you come up as a comic and you're not like flush with cash, and then you start making cash. That is a. It is for me. That was like a. Or I was trying to go to fancy restaurants even when I didn't have money, just because like I would put every penny towards that. That was my thing. But especially right. in New York in like the early 2000s, I felt like the restaurant world there was so insanely interesting and there was a lot of cool restaurants popping up. What is your, like, in New, did you feel like in New York you were as much of a foodie as you are in L.A. or now that's, that you're that's in L.A.? That, that's really interesting that you said that because I grew up with not a lot of money, like you said, and thought not in comedy, poor, which we all basically did. And when I started doing stand-up and making a little bit of money, it opened up another world of more restaurants that serve burgers to me. It was like, oh man, I used to only eat burgers here in Brooklyn, but now there's a spot on 42nd Street or this spot on 59th, or if you're next door to the stand-up stand New York, the pizza shop is amazing. So it was the same stuff. I just got right. to eat it in different places. And it, it, it showed me how much better it could be. The same things I liked, but this, they were so much better in other places. I like it. So you just wanted to elevate the things that you're already into. Right, right, right. So I would go and sit down in a restaurant and have a burger that was like, you know, oh my goodness, this is a presentation, not just wrapped in wax paper and they hand it to me through a window. This is like, yeah. you know, ambiance and real glasses. And that was pretty cool. When you're in New York City now and you perform at the Comedy Cellar, do you, have you ever built? I still get a double auto wings before I go. Wait, hold on though. Here's what I suggest next time. Have you been to Minetta Tavern? No. Minetta Tavern is literally 10 steps away from the Comedy Cellar. 10 steps south on McDougal Street. It's that corner Why would bar. I not eat at the Comedy Cellar though. Because they literally have the best burger in New York City, 10 steps away. The best Manetta burger in New York City. Tavern. Minetta Tavern. So you know the rest, you know Baltazar yep. and Pastiz, same yep. owner. It's called Minetta Tavern. It's a beautiful old school kind of tavern that he he updated. He has a burger there called the Black Label Burger, where he takes the scraps of the dry aged beef for the steak, grinds that down, <laughs> turns it into a burger. It's very expensive. I think it was like I don't remember how it's like orange juice. It keeps going up five bucks a year, <laughs> but it's got caramelized onions on it, and it is like nothing I've ever had in my life. And it's really ten steps away. Uh, say no more. I'm there. I'm there. I'm here. I will show up for a good burger. Yeah. And it's a very nice bar. And it's yeah, it's it's I've never I, I, I just recently this is very funny. I recently got passed at the Comedy Cellar, but I'm not like at the point now where I can like. Wow, like, really? Yeah. Well, I never like when I was in New York, I was I wasn't passed. And then because I never I was good at the comic strip all the time. Right. Yes. I was never good at playing the politics of like the hangout stuff. I just hated it. I, I, I never like felt, I don't know. I feel weird around comedians. It's like the only it. Gr group of people that I just don't feel super comfortable around. So like, I just didn't want to spend my free time hanging. And I, there was also like so many like depressed comedians there that were just like angry. <laughs> like remember Todd Lynn, man, that guy like made my life so miserable. When I was really? Up. Really? Yeah, I re rest in peace. But like, I don't know why. I just felt like the hazing of it all was just like way too much. I and remember then, when, I, may he rest in peace, of course, but when, I remember when he passed and all the comics were posting on social media like, oh man, this is so sad. And I, I just went on social media. I was like, hey, you guys, I don't know why you guys are all posting this. You know, he didn't like any of you. <laughs> he hated and everybody's like, Everybody's like, yo, that's the realest thing I heard all day. Oh my God, Tony, <laughs> you kept it real. I'm like, he hated everybody. What are you guys posting this for? <laughs> 
I know. I guess all bets are off once you die, though. But man, he would he would stand in the back of the room with his arms crossed like this when I was like a shitty open micer. It's like, why are you doing this to me? <laughs> yeah, and then it was like, so I never got past. And then last year I go to New York and my agent was like setting up a bunch of spots and she's like, I called the seller and they said that you're not past there. Do you want to audition? I was like, oh my God, I have an audition for a wow, comedy club in wow. 20 years. I was like, sure. So I went and I did an audition. Like it was, and it was very interesting to be nervous about a, an audition for a comedy club. Like I haven't felt that in like 15 years. But no, because comics still have that thing that they want to be accepted. You know, we still, you could be the biggest comic in the world. You still have that thing. It's, it's further oh. down, but you still have that thing about, you know, I just want to be accepted by, you know, the room and my peers. And that never goes away. I mean, especially that room. It's like the most right. Right. iconic. Like I really, when I got accepted, I was like, I, I, I like, I, I got a little emotional. I was like, oh my God, the com- I've been dreaming about the comic. I haven't thought about it in a while, but it was like, this was like one of my like dreams starting out as a comic. Like I can't imagine being at the comedy cellar. I mean, yeah, I remember I, the I, point. I, still, I still look at the back table when I go in, I walk in and I, I can sit at the back table, but I still look to see like, Hey, who's at the back table? Yeah. I still am not like at the point though where I can just walk in and be like, I'll get some wings, a hummus platter. <laughs> I still, I, I don't want to flex. I, you know, I want, I want to be mindful. Uh, no, I'm, my... I'm full flex. I'm full, I'm full flex mode when I walk in the cellar. Yo, double order wings when I go and I need a cheeseburger right now. Can you, you can eat before you go up on stage? That, you know what's so funny? When I first started out, I couldn't eat. Six hours before a show, I couldn't eat. I had to eat at noon for a 6 p.m. open mic show. Yeah. Now I could eat a burger, walk right on stage. Really? Yeah. I could have a meal like, oh, by my time? Okay, put fork and knife down and go right on stage. I'm surprised because you're pretty high energy on stage. Yeah. That's why I try not to have a big meal, but I can eat, I can, I can have a snack before I go on. Fresh squeezed orange juice on its own is as good as it gets. Or is it? Now, I'm the last person to get my food advice from TikTok, but there's a new trend that is intriguing. Fresh squeezed orange juice mixed with, wait for it, espresso. Yeah. On first thought, I'm like, stick to your stupid dancing videos, TikTok. But the more I think of it, why not? I love citrus and chocolate, so maybe citrus with coffee? Whatever you might think, the TikTokers have spoken. And if you search espresso orange juice in the app, you will see over 570 million results. Seems worth a shot. Pun very much intended. Guys, I got to tell you about Green Chef. Green Chef is now owned by HelloFresh. You know I've done the ads for them. I love it. They send food to you. They give you the menu. They give you the recipe. Uh, it's awesome. You learn how to cook and you make yourself great meals. Well, Green Chef is awesome. They let you customize for whatever your health needs are. If you want keto, if you want gluten-free, if you want paleo, vegetarian, vegan, this is the place for you. They help you customize. Again, the HelloFresh people love their stuff. Green Chef is the number one meal kit for eating well with dinners that work for you, not the other way around, and not just dinner. They're now offering 10-minute lunches. Each week's menu includes two convenient, low-prep, nutritious lunch recipes ready in 10 minutes. No cooking required. Perfect when you're on the go, when you're pressed for time, when you're busy. We're all busy people. We don't got the time to make uh, a steak au poivre during lunch. 10-minute lunch. Uh, They've also expanded their menu at Green Chef. 
You can choose from 30 recipes weekly with an option to mix and match meals from different dietary preferences in the same box without changing your plan. It's great stuff, guys. I've I've gotten their meals at home. I've made them. They're so easy to make. They're fun to make. The ingredients are great. Uh, if you are looking for this type of thing, a, a meal delivery where it's a hybrid, you prepare it, you learn how to cook, the ingredients are great, Green Chef is for you. Go to greenchef.com slash greeneggs60 and use this code greeneggs60 to get 60% off plus free shipping. 60% off. That's nuts. Greenchef.com slash greeneggs60. All right, I'm going to get to the questions that I ask every guest on the podcast. What is your earliest food memory? My earliest food memory. Okay, this is interesting. I don't, it's not a food memory per se. I just remember growing up in Brooklyn and, you know, we didn't have a lot of money. And I had, you know, I have a lot of siblings. And sometimes we didn't have, like, you know, my parents didn't have enough money for a, a big dinner. So my mother would always make dinner special when we didn't have a lot of money for dinner. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So the rule in our household was uh, you couldn't watch TV during dinner. So at dinner time, all TV's off, radio's off. We had to just sit as a family, eat dinner and have conversations. So on those nights when we didn't have money for a, a big, a real dinner, my mother would put this little tiny TV. We had like a 13 inch TV. It was black and white. She would put it on the table and let us watch, you know, whatever sitcom of the day was, you know, big at the time. And uh, she would like put a pot of soup on the, on the table with the ladle. And we would just make our own bowls of soup while we watched TV at the table. So it was like, cool. Like, oh my God, this is so cool. We get to watch TV and have this soup tonight. Or I remember times she would do grilled cheese sandwiches and cut them in half little triangles and make a pyramid with them and put them on the table and we could watch TV and eat grilled cheese sandwiches. Then years later, when I got older, I said, oh, wait, that was because we didn't have money. That wasn't like some special thing. It was because we didn't have money that night, but it was <laughs> right. special to us then in the moment. And I realized how like that was pretty cool that my mother would make not having still be, you know, acceptable and, and fun. That's cool. That's cool. So that's my um, earliest, that's my earliest dinner memory my, with my family. If that's a, that's a, very, that's a great one. I also think it's so weird that it sounds because I grew up like this too. It sounds very foreign to think that all TVs and devices are off for dinner. Like it seems yeah. like such a crazy yeah. concept. Yeah. My mother was a school teacher, so she was big on education. She was big on communication and uh, TVs off, radios off, no headphones, no, no uh, Walkmans. And they're like, no, everybody's going to talk to each other and eat dinner. You know, I, I've become the type of dining partner where when I go out to, to eat, to eat with friends and stuff, I hate when the phone is on the table. I hate when the phone is on the table. And especially if it's like faced up, cause then I feel like I'm competing with the screen and, and I'm never going to win. You're never going to beat the screen. Yeah. The screen always yeah. gets the attention. Yep. But, but now I'm the, I'm the curmudgeon asshole. Who's like, can you put your phone away? That was like my date thing. When I would, that was like one of my things to score points when I, when I, when I was like dating, I would like let a, let a girl see me put my phone away. Like, Hey, I'm on a date with you. We're about to have dinner. Hey, I'm gonna put this away. Like just so they'll know like, Oh wow. He really, he didn't put it on the table or put it on vibrate. He put it away. So that would always score me some points. Yeah. The bar for chivalry has, has gone so low. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, yeah. yeah. Oh, and, I, look, and I would pay for her food too. Wow. <laughs> oh my God. Yeah. It used to be like, <laughs> 
It used to be like, I went to World War II for her <laughs> and came back. No, now it's like, I turned my phone off. Yeah. I think I have to do. <laughs> what is your death row meal? So let's think of a reason you're on death row. Maybe you go to Whole Foods. They raise the price of the OJ by $10. You didn't see it coming. You lose your shit. Yeah. <laughs> you come back. My, kill my everyone. death row meal. I have a friend uh, named Tasha who's a chef in Miami. And mm-hmm. she makes this soup. It is the best soup. It's, uh, it's, it's dumplings and like jerk chicken and peas and carrots. Mm. And it's unbelievable. And I told her one time, I said, if I'm ever on death row, this is the soup I want. I want a big bowl really? of this soup. So Tasha's soup. Wait, we're going to give her a mother- shout out. What is her? Uh, uh, do you know Jeff, her? Uh, Chef N. Wong. Chef, C-H-E-F-N. W-O-N-G, Chef in Wong, the best, pull her page up, it's the best food ever. And her wow. soup is death row soup. And my mother's biscuits, my mother's fresh made biscuits, death row, let's go. So what's interesting about that to me is that your earliest food memory and your, your first meal memory and your last meal memory are both soup. They're both soup related. Yeah, and I hated the soup when we were on the poor nights. I hated that soup. <laughs> So it's it's gone full circle. Now it's a it's a good soup, but this is a very yes. like ratatouille moment. <laughs> what is the best high end meal you've ever had? Oh man, I've had a lot. Of, I've I've been blessed to have a lot of great uh, high end meals. I had a cheeseburger in San Diego that was seventy five dollars because it was dipped in gold flakes. Oh, so the, it, the whole burger was it was like it was like wagyu beef but it was dipped in gold flakes. So the burger was gold and the, you know, the fresh lettuce and fresh cut onions. And it was a pretty big burger. And it was, I think it was, I believe it was $75 and it was unbelievably good. Really? It was delicious. I mean, was it like at a salt Bay, like Nusret type restaurant? Uh, it was right. It was right in, in the heart of the, what was that? What's that district in San Fran? Uh, San Diego? Uh, I know what you're talking about. Uh, the, well, the restaurant, it's like the row of restaurants. And yeah. It was near, it was near the Laugh Factory, the San Diego Laugh Factory. It was right down the street. And I walked wow. in, we was just going to, it was after the show, we were just going to get drinks. And they got, they said, you guys want to see a food menu? And I said, sure. And I looked and saw the burger, like $75 burger. Like I got to try this. And then I was going to drink at the bar and I was like, you know what? I'll have a seat. And I took the napkin and put it in my shirt and it was like $75 burger. We're going to do the whole experience. Oh my God. I love it. And it was, it was worth it. You, you didn't feel bamboozled after? No, it was delicious. It was, it was really? unbelievable. Yeah. I didn't, but that's how good it was. Not once did I think this is $75. Yeah. Not wow. once. I think the most expensive burger I ever had was at DB Bistro Modern in New York City, Daniel Ballou's restaurant. And this was, it was a burger that inside the patty had a piece of foie gras and then had shaved truffles on top of it. And I think it was 50 bucks at the time, but that, that would be like 150 bucks now, I feel. You really like those truffles, huh? I like a truffle. I can get with truffles. I don't love truffle oil, which a lot of people are going nuts on right now. But I mean, it's a very expensive treat once in a while. I'll treat myself to it. I don't know. I'm not obsessed with truffles, but I like a truffle. I think okay. a truffle is a better experience. If you're going to spend money, I'd rather spend it on truffles than on caviar. If I had to spend stupid money on something. Right. What's the best low-end meal you've ever had? So this can be the street pizza or hot dog. Um, uh, of the greatest low-end meal of all time, White Castle. Interesting. You're I have a rule. Whenever guy. I'm in a city, I'm, you know, I'm a touring comedian. I tour, I'm, I'm leaving tomorrow for Cleveland. Whenever I'm in a city that has a White Castle, the rule is I get to eat it one night. How many, how many uh, burgers are you having? 
I, I've, I've noticed as I've gotten older, my, 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 my ability to eat, you know, 20 White Castle burgers has diminished. So I'll get like maybe two double cheese, some onion rings, done. Interesting. I've never, I've never been a White Castle guy, and I, and Ooh, I'm, the best, I know the best. I'm willing to give it another shot. Uh, I mean, is it one of those like you have to be drunk for it or no? Just no, regular. No, no, no. Is you can be sober as a judge, and it's delicious. White Castles. <laughs> yes. Growing up in Brooklyn, uh, man, you know they were they were like thirty cents a burger at the time when I was growing up in Brooklyn. So yeah. whenever we got allowance, I would like. Okay, I'm gonna put fifty cents towards my White Castles, and I put another quarter towards a bag of chips. And this quarter, I'll save. And White Castles was big my whole childhood. Wow, I mean, your autobiography has to be called "Burgers and Soup," <laughs> the, <laughs> the Tony Rock story. <laughs> okay, what is your what is your favorite uh, drunk food? My favorite dr- uh, if I'm drunk, I'll. Probably pizza. Like, well, it's something. It got to be something quick. When I'm drunk, it's usually like, "Hey, man, I need to eat." I'm drunk. Whatever's yeah. near, probably pizza. P- pizza's pretty easy to find when you're leaving the club and it's three in the morning and you're drunk. Pizza. Oh yeah, when I leave the club at three in the morning, I I don't know when the last time is I left the club. New York, probably I could I could probably find a bodega and get a hero, but I'd say pizza. Man, New York. When I'm like leaving a, a long night out, give me that halal truck, baby. Give me that. Dirty yes, ass. That's a good one too. Yes. The halal truck on what? 26 and six. I mean, I, I, when I'm drunk, I don't care where, it, which one, it doesn't have to be the official one. Just like, give me an Arab guy in a cart and I will go to him. <laughs> <laughs> I will follow his siren song. <laughs> Arab guy in a cart. <laughs> Do you have a favorite hangover cure? Mm, not really. I just wake up. I try to just, you know, hydrate. I drink a lot of water. I get like oh. a, big water and that's that's it for the day the whole rest of the day i'm walking around drinking water wow that's a boring one that's a boring yeah one. no big king of a curse no you don't do like the greasy yada yada no 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 okay just hydrate um who, who is your favorite celebrity food personality so this can be someone on the food network it could be um if like an anthony bourdain type it could be Oh, uh, well, not, not, to, not to, you know, toot my own horn here, but Bobby Flay is a good friend of mine. So I'm gonna go with my man, Bobby Flay, my favorite person. Uh, I, did, right. I did an episode of Beat Bobby Flay and both meals they made me try were not very tasty. Well, one, one was, it was, uh, it was, what's it, the toast with the egg in the, they cut the hole in the bread. Oh yeah, what is it called? Like egg in a hole or something? Egg something in a hole? In a hole? I, yeah. I had that for the first time. It was really good. But the other guy made, and this is how uncultured I was at the time. And it was, it was like two years ago. The guy made <laughs> lamb tartare. Okay. And a bunch of fixings around it. And I tasted it and said, hey, man, this isn't cooked. <laughs> and the other young lady on the show was like, oh, my God, I love you. You're just so <laughs> raw. She said, you're so <laughs> raw. <laughs> that is hilarious. Um, yeah. So Bobby Flay is a good weird. friend of mine. Yes. That's cool. Bobby Flay, man, he's a, he is a very interesting dude because his... You know, he started out, he started out with a restaurant in New York. I think it was called, I think his first restaurant was Bar American in New York. And it got so much acclaim. And then he became the first like bad boy chef on the Food Network. Yeah. And Food Network is good to you. If, you, if, you're, if your show does well, they'll give you 35 other shows. Absolutely. And, uh, I met him, I met him uh, at a, right after I got my Food Network show, I actually ended up seeing him at a restaurant and I was like, 
oh my God, I have a good reason to go up to him. I was like, Bobby, I just got to show on the Food Network. We're going to be on the same network. And he was so nice. He stopped over. We chatted for like 10 minutes. And he's such a soft-spoken, like, sort of had like a calm energy to him, which yeah. I, I didn't. Good dude. I didn't, good dude. Yeah, he seems like a good guy. All right, desert island food. You're trapped on a desert island. There's one food you can eat for the rest of your life. You will never get tired of it. What is it? Uh, my mom's baked chicken wings. How does she make my them? My mom, it could, listen, it could be my mother's, it could be my sister's, or it could be Tasha's. Again, baked chicken wings all day, every day. Do you like them when um, the, do you like the wing cut in half? So like, like Buffalo wing style, or do you like the whole wing? Like the, uh, Hey man, want- I'm stuck on a desert island. I'm not going to complain. I'm just going to be happy. I got <laughs> wings. I'm so I'm just going <laughs> to eat them. But I like, uh, I like to, I don't mind breaking them apart and getting a little dirtier, but, uh, yeah, yeah. My, the way my mom and my sister make them and Tasha, they fall off the bones. Like you just pull the bone, fall right off. Oh, wow. That's pretty cool. I wonder if they, yeah. do they like braise them in a pot maybe? Yeah, I'm the wrong person. I just show up when it, when it's ready. <laughs> Is there a food you can't stand eating? No, like I said, I won't. I won't do it. I won't. I I like food so much. I won't waste my time with something I can't stand eating. I I would just stay away from it altogether. And I'm not one of those guys that's like, just try it. I, a lot of times I've been on dates and a girl will have something and I'm like, oh, I don't eat that. Well, just try it. I, I'm not just try it. I'm not just going to put something in my mouth because you said just try it. I'm, if it doesn't look tasty to me or I, I'm, 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 I'm the pickiest eater in the world. I, I should add that. I'm a, I won't eat something because of how it smells. I won't eat it because of the color. I won't eat it because of certain ingredients. So I'm not a just try it guy. So if I can't stand wow. something, I, it won't even get a second thought. So you can't stand most things, it seems. <laughs> a lot of stuff I can't eat. Fish? Are you a fish guy? I am a uh, red snapper, whiting filet, salmon. You're- you're very weirdly picky because and you're no like, catfish, <laughs> no catfish, no uh, tilapia, no, no, no. Wow. Okay. You're a very interesting kind of picky because you're like kind of bougie picky. <laughs> you're like, it must be a red snapper from the Pacific or <laughs> whiting from the Bering Straits. <laughs> <laughs> All right. My favorite question. Last question. What, uh, what are your restaurant pet peeves? Oh, that's a good one. That's a good one. I, it dep- yeah. So if I'm in a, if I'm in like a greasy spoon, then I, I kind of let more stuff slide. If it's four in the morning, like I said, and I'm, in, I'm drunk and I'm in an IHOP, I know the service is going to be pretty shitty because it's 4 a.m. in an yes. IHOP. So my, 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 my bar is lower. Right. But if I'm in a nice restaurant, I, my pet peeve is if I feel like they're taking too long to get to me, maybe that's a black thing. I think all black people feel like that. All black people walk in a restaurant, sit down, and they have this clock where it's like, okay, now it's starting to feel racial. Right. All black people have that. All black people have that. Okay, okay, uh, can I take your drink orders first? And I'll get these drink orders in. I'm like, okay, cool. That was cool. Then you get your drinks, and it's like, okay, I'm drinking this drink. Taking a little long. Okay, then you start looking around like, okay, kind of busy. This is every black person on the planet. Okay, kind of busy. Okay, I'll let it slide. (laughs) Then it's, Find the couple that came in after you. Did they get their food before you? Now it's a problem. Oh, that's a problem. Right? And then it's, okay, they're still taking time. Now it's racial. (laughs) Then if it takes any longer, management. (laughs) And if it takes any longer than that, then it's like, I want free food. (laughs) So at the end of the day, it's like, (laughs) if you win, if you get free food, we'll we'll forgive all of that. Right. Listen, I'm with you. There is... I think I'm and not dirty, as hyper- and dirty utensils. I don't like to see a dirty utensil because all it takes is hot water and just a quick wipe. If you see it's dirty, just hot water and wipe it and put it back down. 
I'm with you. And I same goes for water stains. Some people are like, I'm okay with water stains. I'm like, no. I'm I don't want water stains. I want some fucking I want the glass yeah. to be see-through. Yeah. That's a very good pet peeve. I think the the corollary to that is I don't like when service is way too fast. When it's like, I'm clearly looking at the menu and they're like, so do you know what you want? I'm like, just wait, read the room. Oh, yeah, like, yeah. Give me a minute. I don't like to be rushed. I hate being rushed. If you try to grab my, my food before it's done, I will. That's my, let me talk to the manager. <laughs> yeah, I like, let me, let me waste my time in your restaurant. I like that too. Like, don't. Yeah, the place the place empty and the drinks are empty, but we still gonna sit here and talk for a little while. So we are, we're out. It's an outing. So just let us waste our time in your restaurant. Yes, I don't like it when a restaurant makes it, it feels like a factory. Right, it's like let's go, get let's them go, in and get go. them out. Yeah, I don't like that either. You're right. That's a good one. So you're going to Cleveland? Are you going to go to White Castle in Cleveland, or are you going to go I have pray, some? I pray that they have a White Castle's close. Cleveland seems like a White Castle city. <laughs> <laughs> It seems firmly no White truffles, Castle. No truffles in Cleveland. No, you'll have a White Castle at the airport. You'll have one on the way to the hotel. <laughs> I'll be on uh, the flight. Like we, we proudly serve White Castles on this flight. <laughs> yeah. Tell the people where they can find you. You can, if you're in Los Angeles, you can find me at the Laugh Factory nightly, but you can follow me on social media and find out where I am at all times. Uh, Instagram, Tony underscore rock. Facebook, uh, real Tony rock. Twitter, Tony Rock. Uh, what else is there? Yeah, that's pretty much it. I think that's it. Yeah. TonyRockComedy.com. And uh, yeah. I will see you soon. When I'm in your city, uh, come by, see the show, and let's go to White Castles afterwards. I, and I say this again, completely objectively, Tony is the funniest comedian you will see live. So I highly recommend. Uh, Thank you very much. That's high praise coming from you. Check him out. Thank you, Tony. I appreciate it. Good talking. Thanks for having me, man. Peace. the truth never gets old. Introducing June's Journey, the free-to-play mobile game that will immerse you in a thrilling murder mystery. Join June Parker as she uncovers hidden objects and clues to solve her sister's death in a beautifully illustrated world set in the roaring 20s. With new chapters added every week, the excitement never ends. Download June's Journey now on your Android or iOS device or play on PC through Facebook games.